I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is 108 on a lovely Saturday in July. Tech Talk underway. My name is Steve Thompson. Doug Swinhart is in studio. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Here are the numbers. If you want to talk computers, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651 989-9226-651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807. We get a lot of calls, get a lot of texts on the program, so we invite you to get in early. We can't promise at the end of the program we'll be able to get you on the air. We, we flat out run out of time. Doug, good to see you. Absolutely wonderful to be here, Steve. It's been a while since we've been together. And, you know, we didn't have a chance to talk about Kaspersky. As you know, Kaspersky is an antivirus company stationed in Russia. They have recently turned over their source code to the United States federal government. Unheard of. Completely unprecedented. People, of course, with uh, the, the imaginary or real distrust for anything coming out of Russia these days, the federal government has asked Kaspersky if, in the background, is their software actually dispersing viruses like Petya and others? And they said no. And they said, here, here's the source code. That means that the federal government can actually unwind their software and look at their code line by line. Never, ever before has a security company ever done that. Well, and it makes sense on one level because if the United States government or of Americans, a huge market for this type of... Their biggest market. Uh, there's not a lot of confidence, and maybe Putin and the bad guys are using Kaspersky to distribute stuff that we we don't want distributed. Um, it's in their best interest to say, hey, we're good. Take a look. Well, let's let let's just hope. Let's just hope. Yeah. Um. I I don't think that that's going to help a lot of people in their mind say, okay, I'm going back to Kaspersky. They lost a ton of business over this, and right. I do mean a ton. And I'm not sure, but I think their offices are within a a mile of the Kremlin, which is kind of an interesting thing. And they say, well, you know, here's our source code, but even. Professional administrators are saying, yeah, but you've got a software like every security software that has the ability to kick out updates anytime a computer's on the Internet and make changes to that program anytime it's on the Internet. So handing us the source code was a nice gesture, but we still don't know if you went in and you changed stuff and they spit out viruses and then didn't infect that computer and then undid what you did. So there's, there's, there seems to be an ongoing suspicion. All right, and let's use that as a springboard to talk about uh, what you recommend. Um, You've talked before, if you have Windows 10, Windows Defender does a pretty good job. It's doing an excellent job. Um, If you've got Windows 10, I I have yet to see Windows Defender fail in Windows 10. Okay. Um, Knock on wood, let's hope that that continues. But seriously, and normal people running normal computers, um, Windows Defender seems to be doing the job. It stays up to date. 
Um, it's actually uh, um, right directed to the Windows Core files. And in a lot of instances, it won't even display, but it's working and it's running fine. So, yeah, if you're on Windows 10, that should suffice. All right, Windows 7, Windows 8. What what should people do there? I think Windows 8, you're probably still okay with Defender. However, Windows 8 has a few more vulnerabilities than Windows 10. So if you're concerned, download, install, and configure the free version of Bitdefender. And Bitdefender will work like a hand in a glove. Windows uh, Defender will actually shut off when Bitdefender is running. If anything happens to Bitdefender, Windows Defender kicks right up and goes back on. And that's true in 8 and 7. But Windows 7, I would absolutely recommend Bitdefender. All right. uh, If you happen to be running a Mac, anything that you should do with the Mac? Or is it still at the good times roll? I think you're fine on a Mac. You know, Mac is a lockdown version of Linux. And... Yeah, let's face it, Steve, there's no such thing as a 100% non-break-in type computer. Every device is vulnerable somewhat. And as time goes on, people are attempting more and more to attack the Mac. But so far, I'm seeing that the Mac is spot on. We've had some malware creep in from software that was downloaded to Macs. But that was caught usually within 24 to 30 hours. So Mac, I think I think you're safe. I did two of them last week. Um, one was a, an early 2013. That, so that's been on the Internet now for four years. Not a drop of malware or virus. And they, this was a pretty active machine. I think you're good to go. All right. Uh, by the way, the numbers on the program, text 81807. Send your text to 81807. There's a very good chance you'll get on the air. Call the program now, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. There's a very good chance if you call now, we'll get you on the program. Later in the program, we, we can't be so sure. By the way, a big thanks to Eric who sat in for me. I was working earlier in the day for Denny Long. Uh, Eric always does a good job, and he'll be in a little bit later today. Let's go to the text line. Doug, what's the best website to go to to clean up my computer? It's running slow. I'm looking for some way to sleep, uh, sweep the computer clean, uh, clean up the hard drive, look for viruses, etc. You know, last week I started to update my website, and, and now that I get this text, I wish I would have gotten it done. There are several places to go. Uh, a good rule of thumb is if you've got a Windows 7 machine, make absolutely certain that you've got CCleaner. And you can just go to a Google website, just go to Google.com and type in C-C-L-E-A-N-E-R, download, install, and configure the free version of CCleaner. It's an absolute must on 7, 8, and 10 machines. Gotta have it. Absolutely one of the best programs that you can have. In addition to that, remember, Google is our best friend. If you go to Google.com and in the search box, Type in Windows 7 space plus optimize. You will be amazed at the number of websites that will give you guidance. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks on my support page, I'll have that all updated and I'm going to run through a whole series of things. So keep up the good, keep coming back to WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com. And hopefully in the next week or two, I'll have it all updated. And thank you for the text. Good text. And from the text line, Bitdefender does have a Mac version as well. I think it's free. 
I believe it is. Uh, many of the antivirus and anti-malware programs are supplying a Mac version. And you, it doesn't hurt. You can do it if you want to. I just think that when it comes to Apple and Mac, uh, the operating its system itself is very secure. And, and I just, I don't know if, you, if it really has the need. Remember, there's always a trade-off as well. And in fact, sometimes antivirus, especially if you're running multiples, can actually create openings in the ports in nanosecond timing that can sometimes allow things in that normally wouldn't have got in even if we had nothing. Just, just a rule of thumb. All right, uh, Tech Talk underway. Doug's in studio for the entire hour. We have a number of calls lined up. Let's start with Alice in Egan. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Got a question for you regarding printers. We recently um, got an HP Envy 5660, and I'm trying to, um, I don't know whether to go online. There's one option so you can have ink delivered as you need it kind of thing and choose a program or you go pick it up at a Best Buy. What's your advice? Um, you know, the, this reordering things as you go through the install, I normally don't accept that. Uh, you can if you want to. HP claims that they discount the product somewhat. Um, I do know that your Envy is a nice printer and there's an option there to give you ink levels when it prints or all the time. I would absolutely keep those notifications to printing time only. Um, buying the ink, buying the cartridges, I think you're going to find it's competitive and probably a lot. Generally what happens is people run out of out of a toner or an ink and they need it right now and you really don't have time for it to be shipped in. So you end up running to the store anyway. That's been my experience in the past, but I know that HP is very proud of their shipment program. Um I don't have a whole lot of experience with it just for that reason. And thank you so much for the call. All right, quick break. It is 118. We'll go to the phone lines right out of the break. We promise we'll visit with Jim in Maplewood and Larry in Minnetonka. Here we go. Uh, phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And you can text 81807. That is 81807. We have a number of texts lining up as well here on Tag Talk on the CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio through 2 o'clock today. Peter Moe joins us from the Landscape Arboretum. So if you want to talk trees, yards, gardens, Peter's the man. He'll join us between 2 and 3 here on CCO and take your calls. Let's go to the phones as promised. Jim in Maplewood, you're up first. You're on the air with Doug. Well, hello there, Doug. Hi, Jim. What do we got for you? Oh, well, number one, you did very well on TV. (laughs) I'm sorry. Could you repeat? I said you did very well on TV. Oh, thanks. That was very nice. Yeah, last Sunday. Yeah, thank you. last Sunday. Exactly. Question for you, though. If I'm disposing of computers, do I have to take the hard drive out and drill holes through them or something to just make sure they're not accessible when you dispose of them? Uh, you can do that if you want to. Uh, probably a whole lot easier way to do it if the computer's still running is just boot it up and find a program that will format your drive. Uh, that way, And you want to do a, a secure format. 
So it actually rewrites X's and O's across the entire planter. It'll take a while, but that'll save you the trouble of pulling out your drill and that kind of thing. In addition to that, if you take your hard drive out and take off the little board on the bottom so the connection ports are gone, that's almost impossible to figure out what kind of drive and find another board, and nobody's going to mess around with that at all. And generally speaking, if you're getting rid of your computer and you take it to someplace like TechDump, they will actually wipe your hard drive as it's coming in. They don't want to have any responsibility for anybody's data. So there's several methods to do that. But, yeah, drilling holes in it, that would certainly take care of it. Yeah, and they are really a great outfit here in the Twin Cities. You brought up Tech Dump. Uh, you can Google it. Um, it is a nonprofit. Oh, I love these uh, they, guys. Yeah, they put people to work here in the Twin Cities. It's really a good thing. Yeah, they'll take and they'll part it out. And sometimes a computer that they have ready to give away uh, to, to uh, um, a nonprofit or somebody that can't afford a computer, it might be made up of seven or eight different machines. Right. And they and they they are big pushers of Linux. Uh, they're big pushers of security. Great, great firm, Tech Dump. Great firm. Yeah, a magnet will work as well. That'll yeah, heavy care. magnet. Yeah, uh, I've actually played with them, and I have trouble getting the getting the magnets to release from the hard drive. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh seems like a lot of effort for me. I'm I'm not uh, into that kind of physical labor anymore. Yeah, so there are a number of ways, but to make sure you dispose of this equipment properly. That's the big thing. Don't be throwing it in the garbage can because if it ends up in a landfill, which is highly unlikely. But it, it it's never going to go away. And there are people, by the way, that are actually taking hard drives apart and separating the parts and scrapping the metals, which are becoming more and more valuable. Oh, sure. Uh, now, you got to be carrying around hundreds of pounds before it makes sense financially. And it's a lot of work to take them apart that way. But it can be done. All right. 123 here at CCO. Uh, phone numbers again. We have a couple of lines open. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Let's bring in Larry. Larry, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Larry. Got a question. I've got a Dell uh, laptop, and um, the screen went black, and I get three beeps and a pause, and three beeps again, and that goes on. And I turned it off, so I don't know what the problem is. It's a, those those it. beeps are specific error codes for your specific model. Um, if you give me a call next week, I'll be able to take your model and or your service tag and log into Dell.com and go to their little beep codes, and we'll figure out exactly what it is. If you're getting three and then a pause and three and then a pause, it's likely some type of hardware, motherboard, processor, power supply, probably video or motherboard. But give me a call next week and we'll decipher those codes and figure out what can be done for you. Thanks for the call. I wish I had better news for you. All right, we have good news. If you want to call and talk to Doug, now is the time, 651-989-9226. We're going to go over to the tech side as well at 81807. That is 81807. I missed you on TV. Tell me more about all of this. Well, you didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about well, it. Well, Esme Murphy called well, me up. I was up early. Yeah, Esme yeah. Murphy called me up and asked me if I'd like to be on on Sunday, and I said, well, sure. So Nancy and I came downtown, and we went in, and I was on for about 15 minutes. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Petya and the not Petya virus, and we reminded people on Sunday, and we should do it here again today, too. Sure. 
People who are connected with this so-called not.petya, which looks like the Petya, P-E-T-Y-A, and it's ransomware, even when people give them money, they're not getting decrypted. Mm. They're just taking the money and running. And sometimes they're not even going after the money. So it's a nasty, nasty virus. Nonetheless, Esme was nice enough to have, have us on on Sunday. Oh, it's a great time. Good time. Good and then, stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's excellent. You know, you don't get much time on TV because you got to talk fast. Yeah, and and usually um, I have Esme's Sunday show on in the kitchen. And you miss on me Sunday on Sunday. Morning. Well, the reason was I was here. Oh. I was sitting in for Denny Long. Can't be in two places at yeah, once, that, right? That's, that's right. Um, good stuff, though. Uh, we, we should point out, though, and we do this from time to time. I'm sure you did it with Eric. Back up your data. Have safe copies outside of your computer, not not to some connected external hard drive. Um, burn a DVD, burn a CD, put it on uh, one of those USB drives, even though I'm not real trustworthy. Me too. I, I don't really like those all that much. But have a, a hard backup somewhere in so, case you get infected. I agree. Something airlocked, right. something that's not connected to the Internet. The the Here is a prime example of if you had full copies of your pictures and your documents, and maybe you lose a day or two of data because you got connected to this nasty ransomware that wipes out your data, at least when you restore your Windows, when you completely do a reinstall, you can put your data back on. We've said it a lot, Steve, and we should say it again. We, as computer users, we can go out and we can buy new hardware. As painful as that might be, we can do it. We can reinstall Windows. We can reinstall our software. What we cannot replicate is data. There's no going back and getting that picture. There's no going back and getting those tax returns unless you got copies of them someplace or bookkeeping or spreadsheets. That data is actually more valuable than the computer itself, in my opinion, especially pictures. Pictures are, are... are a huge part of people's overall data storage today, and rightfully so. The digital camera made it possible for a camera and photo bugs to just snap pictures without buying film and having to pay processing, and really, people are taking a lot more photographs today than ever before, and it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing if they get lost. I've actually had people that have had 15 years of digital photography mm. that was locked up. And most of the time we can get it back, but not always. And it's a pretty sad affair when you can't get that back. All right, let's go to the phones before the weather break at 1.30. Let's bring in Jim in Lakefield. Jim, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, um, I've got a problem with my computer where I've got Windows 10 on, and I've had it running for since they came out with Windows 10. Okay. But a few months ago, um, the update stopped working, and it goes into a cycle where it will try to apply the update, reboot, then I have to fall back to, it falls back to the previous uh, version, and it goes through this cycle about once a week. You are caught in what's called an update loop. And I think what's going to work for you, if this was at my house... Um, I would get on the internet and I would download a software package called GWX Control Panel. I need to explain this a little bit. 
This particular program, GWX Control Panel, was originally programmed to prevent Windows 10 from coming into a computer. And even though you've got Windows 10 on your computer, by the way, this comes in two flavors. One flavor where you can install it on your computer and the other flavor that's called a portable version. You just simply click on an executable file and open it up and run it. You're going to want the portable version. When you open this up, you will see on the right side, it'll talk about clearing your update cache. Clear that cache. And it may take a while. This is actually, you're not going to remove Windows 10. You're not going to prevent any more updates. You're just going to clean out that cache. Reboot your computer and attempt to get your updates. That should do it. And if you have trouble beyond that, give me a call next week. I'd be more than happy to help you with this. And thank you for the call. Quickly, before the weather break, is that common? It seems as though we get calls on that fairly regularly. Actually, it is. Uh, You know, Windows 10 in the background under security settings has a setting where it can actually update from other computers on the Internet within your version or that are connected to the Internet, sometimes in Kansas City or California. And you may get part of this update from another computer, and and it's possibly corrupted. And then you end up with this continuous loop. It's more common with 10 than what people realize. This update thing can really, really screw up your system. Uh, And thank you again for the call. It was a great call. All right, quick break. We have more, including the weather, and then more, Doug. Here are the phone numbers, 651-989-9226. Text 81807. That is 81807. Uh, We've got uh, David uh, waiting on the line. We'll get to David right out of the break here on CCO. 136 here at News Radio, A3OWCCO, Tech Talk on a summer Saturday, beautiful day here in July. Let's go to the phones. Oh, we promised we'll get to that text line. We've got a number of those lined up. Let's bring in David in Plymouth. David, you're on the air. Hello. Good afternoon. Say, I'm having some problems with uh, Office Home and Student 2007. Okay. I I recently loaded it on a an upgraded I bought an upgraded laptop that came with Windows 10. Okay. And every time I fire up Word, it has to go through a 3 or 4 minute configuration process. Yeah, this is um this is something I've seen with other Windows 10 users. Even though you probably have a legal license of Office 2007, 2010, 12 or 13, it just doesn't seem to want to run. Microsoft is pushing us all to Office 365. Your best approach is to go to libreoffice.org, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot O-R-G, and simply download and install LibreOffice Suite. Now, let me say for the record that it's going to ask you if you want an x86 version or a 64-bit version. Either one is fine, but I find in Windows 10 that the 32-bit version, x86, will actually run better. When you're going through the install, make certain that you select Custom Install. When it shows you a list of what programs to use as the default, make certain you check Writer, which will replace Word, and Calc, which will replace Excel, and the rest of them should have checks in it. With LeBray Office, you can open, edit, and save any 
Microsoft Office file, regardless of version. And you can have LibreOffice for free. It's open source. Now, after a year or so, if you're happy, for goodness sake, send LibreOffice $25 donation. Keep the project moving forward. I am certain this will help you. And thank you for the call. All right, that's a good one, David. Uh, By the way, uh, phone lines are open at 651-989-9226, Let's go to the text line right now and jump in. Oh, wait, iMac desktop, that's nine years old, was running super slow, so I restarted it. It's taking forever and not booting up fully. Oh, I would love to get my hands on that computer. I would put an SSD drive in there and reinstall the operating system. That You would scratch your head and say, it has never run this well. If this is something you want to do by yourself, I'm going to recommend that you go to ifixit.com. I-F-I-X-I-T.com. They have all of the tutorials to whatever you need to do on a Mac, the tools available. They'll send you to the right place to buy the right parts, and they're very moderately priced. If you are a little squeamish about that, I love working on Macs. They're a little bit more difficult than PCs as a rule. They take a little bit more time, so be patient. If you look at the videos and all of the tutorials on ifixit.com, you can do this. These are they're, they're, You can work on them as long as you've got the correct tools. Good luck with that, but you should have. I would love to get my hands on that one. All right, well, what do you do with their data on the hard drive, though? Is that something that can be preserved? Oh, sure, I'll move it right over. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, these are, uh, remember now, Steve, that this is a lockdown version of Linux. Hopefully it's still running so we can use the original operating system to uh, plug in an external hard drive and get docs and get sure. pictures. Uh, in addition to that, if when they set this computer up, if they used iCloud storage or a time machine, it may already be up in the cloud. So when he log, he or she logs back on with their particular time machine or iCloud account, it'll pull it right into the new OS and run like the wind. Yeah, this is this would be a great, great afternoon job for sure. All right, uh, bigger picture. What's the best way to conserve hard drive where? Put it in sleep mode, shut computers all the way down. Um, is there anything people can do to make sure that uh, their hard drive, I would assume a traditional spinner hard drive. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, the thing with hard drive technology is there's all kinds of nonsense about putting this, putting it to sleep and shutting off the hard drive. I'm not a big proponent of shutting off a hard drive inside of a warm piece of equipment. That's just not me. Now, here's the thing. When your hard drive is inactive, it automatically shuffles the cylinders to a park position. The read-write heads just stop moving completely, and the electricity actually slightly drains out. There, it really isn't creating anywhere unless you're accessing the hard drive to read and or to write. What's more drastic on a hard drive if it's a rotary style drive is not making certain that your hard drive has been defragmented because that's going to make your read write heads scatter all over reassembling the data. So from time to time, at least once a month, run some assemblance of a defragment program and you should be able to get years of life out of your hard drive. The biggest factor with hard drives is heat. 
Make sure your computer isn't overheating. And they should run and run and run. And remember, the smartest upgrade you can make in any computer is to replace that drive with a solid-state drive. There's no moving parts with a solid-state drive. No need to defragment. They just simply run. In all of the SSD drives I've put in, I've had one that failed. One and only one. And it was in a laptop. And just between you and I, Steve, and, and our radio listeners, I think there was some type of abuse that took place on that laptop. So it's just unheard of to have any of them go bad. And thank you for the text. That was a great text. All right. Uh, here's one from the text line. We'll go to the phones here momentarily. I have a relatively new Dell XPS machine running Windows 10. I'm trying to install iTunes to communicate with my iPhone. Uh, however, iTunes doesn't recognize my iPhone or iPad is being present. What could be going on here? Well, that's really strange. Um, if you've got the latest version of iTunes installed on Windows 10 and you plug this thing in with a USB, it should pop up like another drive. I I can't answer that without seeing that machine. That's that's a very very strange anomaly. That now let's be honest here. Apple Mac and Windows and PCs are competing. They're competing products. But the latest version of Windows 10 and the latest version of iTunes that this is completely unheard of that I'm not seeing devices. That's I would almost be looking at the cable or the USB port where they're plugging it in. Um, or try to do it Wi-Fi through the network. But that this is this is an anomaly. I'd have to look at it. All right. 143 here at CUCO. Let's go to the phone lines again. Let's bring in Chad and Elk River. Chad, you're on the air. Hey, I just purchased a brand-new Dell computer, and I'll be using it for my new business, running a lot of QuickBooks, wondering what security system I should use. If you're using Windows 10 and QuickBooks, uh, Windows Defender will suffice for you just fine. One thing that I would recommend on your Windows 10 before you install QuickBooks is to download and install Classic Shell. And you can get that at ClassicShell.net, C-L-A-S-S-I-C-S-H-E-L-L dot N-E-T. I love this program and learn how to configure it. It's going to be much, much simpler for you to use with your desktop. Now, QuickBooks. Intuit has done such a fantastic job of security that if you've got adequate antivirus like Windows Defender, you are going to be absolutely just fine. With that said, you need to keep your QuickBooks up to date. And this is one area where a lot of people, well, I don't know if I do the contract and this and that. I think for a business, even a small business, it's a smart idea to take their support deal. It's It really is. It, it will save you tons of money in the future, and it'll keep you up to date. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. All right, we'll go to the text line again before the end of the program. The number 81807, that is 81807. And we'll hopefully go to the phone lines again at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We have time for a few more calls before we say goodbye. And uh, a friendly reminder, we'll have Doug's phone number and email 
at the end of the program today. It is 145 here at CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. He's here each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. We have 78 degrees right now. Uh, from the text line, uh, Brett from Hudson, Zion TV gives you a 10-star performance. Oh, God bless you. Yeah, he's running Windows 7 Home Premium. Our HP desktop computer is around five years old. No problems at all, but he hasn't been getting updates for a few months. What could be going on? Uh, it's possible they're shut off. I, I'm, I'm not so certain I would recommend turning them on, depending on what he's got for antivirus and if he's able to keep an eye on his files. Uh, here again, it could possibly be an update loop and GWX control panel and a combination of GWX control panel and CCleaner will clean him right up if he decides to get the updates. I'm kind of fussy about Windows 7 Pro updates. I shut off anything except what's absolutely necessary. Uh, but that's that's my technique. I don't recommend it unless you're, let's see, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being a high-tech guy, 0 being a new user, a 6. Okay. If you're a 6 and you're able to keep an eye on your computers and you're aware of what's going on, ah, shut them off entirely. Who cares? All right. Uh, let's go to the phones and try and squeeze in as many as we can between now and the end of the program. Let's bring in Kathy from Champlin. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, I have got a laptop that I've really liked. It's a... Uh, um uh, well, I've had it, it's like six or seven years. and uh, Oh, we're just getting started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've had to take it back to out of the box a couple different times because I'd gotten viruses. I don't know how, but but whenever I, it, it runs slow. And whenever I um, take it back to out of the box, it doesn't make any difference in, in uh, speed. You know, it just still runs slow. Um, I'm wondering... Oh, I was looking at a at Best Buy actually at a ASUS Q504 um, that I could get for 649, but it's kind of like I don't know whether to replace it now. Where it's you know people say if they're five years old, they're too too old. You need to replace it. But that's nonsense. Yeah. Uh, give me a call next week and let me connect up to you remotely, and I'll take a look. Uh, I'm uh, here's the thing. I don't know your age, but I can remember when solid-state circuitry first came out. I remember my parents complaining about that TV guy having to come over and charge him 40 bucks for a new tube about every two months. And solid-state circuitry, Zenith and RCA, going to revolutionize the world. These TVs are going to last forever. We all need to realize that our computers are 100% solid-state circuitry. Now, through the evolution of computers, we went through a period of time where software was becoming bloated and required new hardware. Today, that's not true. Most people have more computer than they will ever, ever need. And the thing is, is it's configuration. Instead of having a bunch of nonsense running in the background, one big upgrade that would be a huge help would be a solid-state drive will quadruple the speed of any computer. That's first. But moreover... I have a feeling that your machine, we could run through it in a couple hours, and you go, it doesn't run like this ever. Don't throw it away. I'm a big proponent of 
You keep that baby and run it and run it and run it and run it, especially a five-year-old computer. Probably plenty of machine to last you for years to come. Probably could be RAM. Probably could be too many items on the desktop. I mean, there's just a lot of things that can slow a computer down. And uh, Absolutely. Just things that need to be cleaned up. Oh, and you and and once I can connect to somebody and they can watch what I do as I do it, and they start to get a firm understanding of the difference right. between random access memory and hard drive storage and how it's affecting your processor, it's like the lights come on and they never have problems again. But yeah, I, I, let let's get together next week sometime. Give me a call and we'll connect up and take a peek at this and and I'll give you a, an honest evaluation. Now, it's possible if you need a new computer, hey, you can always buy one, but the education just can't. It'll help you even with the new one. Thank you for the call, and good luck. All right, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Let's bring in Ryan in St. Cloud. Ryan, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Say, sure. just wanted to touch base with you real quick. I bought uh, from my uncle a secondhand laptop. He works for a insurance company, okay. and the insurance company used to use it in the you know, out in their workforce or whatever for different things. And anyways, their technical support team cleaned it all up and took all of like their programs off it and returned the regular operating system that was originally put on it. It's a it's an HP, I wanna say sixty four seventy laptop. It's about five years old I wanna say. Okay. And and I'm just curious, um I downloaded a an antivirus program because I heard that's one of the first things you should do with any refurbished laptop. Yep. And anyway, so then I, so I'm just curious though, in terms of like word processing and like using programs like Microsoft PowerPoint and things like that, Yep. is it, it what's, what's the best recommendation? Oh for, yeah. For we, we just talked about that earlier. Your best approach is LaBray office, dot O-R-G. Download it for free and just make sure to select custom when you're installing it. And make all the defaults. Just check them all. You will love it. It will completely clear that up. Your machine, by the way, is probably a prime candidate to be a Linux computer as well. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right. Uh, we have time to squeeze in one quick call. Bradley, Vadden, and Sites, go quick. Hey, yes. Really quick question here. I'm sure. a PC video gamer. Okay. And I'm looking to upgrade my PC video card, but the prices have just gone through the roof from cryptocurrency mining. Any word of when the prices are going to fall back to uh, suggested retail? You know, video gaming, video cards for gamers. This is one area where you, you're, you're going to pay. Um, with that said, give me a call next week and I'll see if I can line one up that is perfect for your system that won't cost you an arm and a leg. But I need to know more about what you're doing with it and how you're using it. But you can usually get by for a couple hundred bucks and get a really, really nice card. And thank you for the call. Yeah, and yeah, and that that's one of those to get what you pay for. Oh, you bet. And video cards, they can get up around three grand. I they just go get wild. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking about getting into these uh, aviation simulators, and I started looking at uh, the cost of the software and the type of computers you need to do that. Woo. Oh, you can get big. Yeah. It don't I, take long. I, I think I'm going to find another hobby. There you go. I, I don't know if I'm going to get into that. All right, Doug, we've got to run a phone number and email. Ah, thank you. Um, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651 651- 
All right, Doug, always great to see you. A ton of great calls and texts on the program today, as always. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 